Yeah. So, Al, I've been a little remiss. I've been kind of a bad guy so far for about an hour or so. Why is I, that? Uh, I've been going on and on about how much fun I had at the at the NASCAR event yesterday, and I didn't even ask you what you, you got into over That's, the weekend. I know you worked on Saturday night, which what it is, is a Laker game, but yeah, what about the rest of the weekend? Yeah, I'm used to it. Is what it is. <laughs> Anything good? Anything you'd like to share with the class? Uh, what what time were we done? I think you and I have we shared this before. When you work on a Friday, yep, and the show ends because of the time that it ends. It ends at yeah. one o'clock, right? And if you don't have a game, which usually Lakers play Friday and Sunday, so this is a little unique. You had a Saturday game, had Friday and Sunday off, so uh, we almost feel like when we're done with the show, like we had a day off. Like that's how. It, 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 oh, wait a minute, I got the whole day in front of me. Um, did a little damage to your Knob Creek that you got me. Thank you again. <laughs> well for, done. Uh, Good job. Yeah. Did a little damage with that. Okay. Uh, went out to a nice restaurant, got some Peruvian food. What is um, that? I don't know what, what – like, take me through the – what is the cuisine of Peru? I don't know what that is. A lot of um, lot of rices, stews, soups. They have okay. a – they had a filet mignon that they did cut up with a lot of red onions and well, – sure. Um, Who doesn't like that? Oh, it's, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's stupid. Um, let's see. What else did we get? You know, you ever go to a restaurant – and yes. you're not too familiar with the cuisine and the dishes, you just tell the person, what would you order? You know, like she's, um, you know, she she obviously has much better understanding than me. This is the only problem is when they give you a recommendation, I'm like, I'm probably not going to get that. You know, like <laughs> here I am, here I am asking for. Yeah. What's then, your favorite thing? That. I don't want okay. that. What else? She, <laughs> can I tell you something? She was two for three. Okay. okay. One of the dishes was definitely would not order that again. But it was an appetizer. The two entrees that came out, she recommended this white fish with this soup, and you're going to put it on the rice and everything. I mean, it was ama- amazing. It was fantastic. Sure. Then, she rep- then she also recommended the steak that I mentioned, the red onions and everything else. So she was two for three. Two for three is a win. Um, and you and- got a Laker win on Saturday night. You got to – what did you do yesterday? Yesterday was – you ever do this in a day? I drove down to San Diego. It was my mom's birthday. Except my mom's oh. birthday today, so we celebrated yesterday. Happy had, birthday, Mrs. Had lunch, everything, all that, and then drove back in the same day. You ever you ever pump that in in the that's same a, day? That's a long drive. That's, that's a, a lot of time in the car. Long, yeah, yeah. It was a. It was so one of those. Today's your mom's birthday. Yeah. Do you know that she shares a birthday with Matthew Stafford? Because today is his birthday. How funny! I didn't even think about that. How about put that? The two together. Yeah, put the two so together. Matthew Stafford is celebrating a birthday the same day that your mom is. That there has to be some positivity in that. There's a little little connectivity of a good karma or, or good luck Not or solid. whatever it might be. It feels like that's good. Yeah, news-y. February seventh. February seventh. Yeah, it's e- ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, you know how I like to do it, Slee. A little bonus. Yep. Ask Slee. Let's go to Simi Valley and Joey. Joey, you're on with Travis Slee. What's up? Yo, what's up, boys? Um, I really wanted to get a quick ask Slean, but, but Trav, you said something that threw me for a loop, brother. Which was? Uh, I, I think I know it. You, Can you I just, guess it? Can I guess it? Please, please. That he didn't order food at the Coliseum? No, it was even oh. weirder. He described himself. He said, I've been a bad boy. I know I'm just a caller, but can we cut that up? Can we, can we say that? Did I say that? <laughs> I think I said a bad yeah. guy. I think I said I think bad said guy. guy. Yeah. Can we rewind it? Because I, I think you said boy. Bunch, right, so this we'll is on you. That. We'll pull it later. Yeah, I, We're I, find I, out. I think it was we'll bad guy. Because here's the thing, Joey. 
bad boy. I, I don't. I don't think that's in my uh, lexicon. I don't think I call myself a bad boy. Bad guy. There's lot, lots of moments where I've been that. But bad boy. I haven't been a bad boy for I don't know, forty five years. <laughs> hey man, I like you. That's why I was so confused. Um, but my ass sweet. Um, I wanted to know who would win in a fight: a twelve year old Slee or a twelve year old Trav? It's a good question. It's a good question, Joey. I'm gonna go if I'm gonna if I gotta put my money on you or B, Trav. I'm going with you. I'm going with you. Just you know, I, I'm, it's me for but just for one reason, not because size. I'm any, yeah, I'm just a lot bigger than you, right? Yeah, it's like you were but, probably six <laughs> one at age twelve, two twenty five. Not two twenty five, but I was over six feet tall at twelve years old, and and I was well into the one fifties, one sixty range at yeah. that point. Um, yeah, why don't you guard, guard me as a twelve year old, right? <laughs> Check ball. Let's go twenty-one. Yeah, I was the guy that they're like. There's no. He's not really twelve. I was that guy. I, I was roughly the same size I am now, height-wise. By the time I was Bro, like that's 14. hilarious. Damn. So yeah, it's uh, it, it is what it is. But no, neither one. See, here's the thing, Slee. Yeah. Neither one of us are like combative guys. We're not. Other than you, fresh off of a Rage Against the Machine concert, yep. yeah, you're not really. You're you're not really going to go look to mix it up. I'm not really going to look to mix it up. So it would come down to just. I would have had probably a 75 pound weight advantage on you at 12 years old. What, what, how tall were you? What 12 years old? What sixth grade? That's sixth about what grade. that is, right? Yeah, give or take. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm guessing you were probably not the biggest 11. kid in the class. I was 5'11". I got shorter <laughs> since then. Yeah, got you've got that thing then. where you get you, you get the hunch and you start yep. to stoop over. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that feels like just a, a, a size thing along the way. Let's try one more phone call. Let's go to our pal Roderick. Roderick, you're on with Trav and Salih. What's up, Roderick? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I actually had a couple questions. So, um... So we already know that uh, the Lakers and Dodgers uh, didn't have a real celebration for the championship. And I had a question for you guys, uh, along with the actually, I'm putting it right now. But um, would you think it'd be a good idea, like, if the Rams, like, invited the Dodgers, be like, hey, look, you know, you guys didn't have a chance to uh, celebrate your championship. Come along with us. Should they win? Of course, I want you guys to answer that. And I also had to ask Lee. Um, so with all the Super Bowl parties that's going on in LA, the high profile parties, a uh, whole bunch of superstars hosting parties, if for some reason, if, um, Slee couldn't get into a party and a bouncer wouldn't let him in, yep. what would be his counter to the bouncer? Would it be, well, I'm, 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 hey. I'm throwing punches, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's cool. But Hey, would it be, Hey, do you know who I am or Hey, you know I'm the host of Lakers Talk, right? <laughs> or do, Three do you go, uh, this is 40 movie, and you just call him, hey, bouncer man, hey, bouncer man, hey, door man, and just madly walk away. Yeah, Rod- actually. Roderick, um, I'll tell you what I do, bro. I go back to the end of the line and just hope that there's enough people that leave by the time we get to midnight, and they're still letting people in. That's my that's that's what I do, Trav. I, I don't oh, know. If there's anybody that would be less likely to drop a do you know who I am than Alan Sliwa. I think he would be the very last guy on the list to do that do you know who I am thing. O- only because I know they don't know. You know what I mean? Well, so that's that- the truth with everybody. If you have to tell them do you know who I am, they obviously don't, or they do and they don't care. Those are remember, the only two options. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when Kevin Hart, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, was trying to get up on stage? Yes. Do you remember that? Do you know what I'm talking about? And he was trash. He was hammered, whatever he was. When he tells the story of him trying to get up and him telling the guy, like, hey, 
it's Kevin Hart. He's like, I know who you are. I can't let you up here. Just that interaction. And that's Kevin freaking Hart, right? Like that's <laughs> arguably the most popular, popular comedians, comedians right. in the world. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening. No, that's probably – so the, his idea, Slee, of a combo parade is interesting because Dodgers and, and Lakers both win a championship in high COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we cannot do any sort of celebration. There's no parade to Dodger Stadium, no parade to Crypto.com Arena or Staples at the time. It was, yay, we won, and the, the Lakers won in Orlando, and that was that, and the Dodgers won in Dallas, and that was that. It was just It was just weird. There was no – moment right like what made the shack and kobe years and the magic the parades right kirk gibson the parade all of these things that we see the parades the rams look if they win there'll be a parade right there there will there was just i don't know how many people at the coliseum but it was it was normal yesterday it was full speed ahead at the coliseum it was just a normal nfc championship game right right 70 plus thousand whatever that was do the dodgers and Lakers get to pile on that parade, or that's the Rams parade, and they get to do it by themselves. Yeah, I, I think 100% Rams parade. I, I don't think you'll get – I get the idea and the concept, and, and really what he's talking more for is so fans could appreciate, yeah. think, you know, like there's all that that comes into play. I mean, even the Lakers, when they put the banner up um, – it's uh, it, the whole thing is just backwards, and that's just, that's how it's been over the last year and a half, almost two years now. Uh, I I don't think there's going to be any. Well, we'll try to coordinate something. I really don't. And, and by the way, I think the teams. I think if you're the Lakers, you're the Dodgers. Like that's you, you guys. I, that's it. You go do your thing, and I yeah. don't think they'd want to be in on it, right? They're like, well, we're going to get another one before too long. We'll go do it. But the rub is out. Dodgers went over 30 years before they got another one. I yeah, think in the mix, yeah. they're really, really good. But who knows, right? You just never know when you're going to get it. And when you finally got it that you couldn't enjoy any of it, that's a bad deal. It's funny as Roderick was talking about those Super Bowl parties, and I'm sure you've gotten your invitations and everything else, but all these, hey, we're having this party, or people are going to this party over here, and here's your invitation to this, that, and the next thing. These were things that when I was first getting started in this business, when I was yep. in my 20s, I really looked forward to this week as far as all the events that would take place during the week because you'd go to the Super Bowl host city and there'd be the Maxim party and there'd be Lee Steinberg always threw a great party and all of these different parties that you would go to and there were the Madden party was the big one you wanted to go to the, and now the idea of going to one of these things just makes me feel like yeah it's kind of late I don't I wouldn't get home till like past 11 and then I got I got to get up early the next day. It's really turned itself and done a 180 out. I think the idea of these Super Bowl parties are not my jam at all anymore. Have you gone to uh have you been probably have you've gone to the SP awards? Uh no, I never have. Okay. So there were and this is predominantly on the business side, right? You take clients to the SPs. Okay. So for years when it first started, SPs are always in LA. When it when they first started doing them here in Los Angeles and, and you know we're here, the first one was like oh my gosh I'm going to the ESPYS, and then the second year it's like going to the ESPYS pretty cool right huh two years in a row third year it's like, um, so if I don't go can another one of the uh, of, of the sales staff <laughs> right. go and then it's right. just that that comes with it now that's not the case of Super Bowl Super Bowl I don't have any of that I have I have zero experience with the Super Bowl same is idea. that kind of funny but, but is that kind of funny when you do stuff when you do it once it's like this is the then you do it the second time it's pretty cool and by the time third time or fourth time you're like well if I don't go he's got my back I'll get his back next year there's nothing I look forward to more than being in bed by 10 o'clock 
it is the, it's how I every day if I can get to bed by ten o'clock, it's a win for me. That's kind of where I start in these parties. Yeah, this party starts at eleven thirty. Yeah, have a nice time. Let me let me know how it is. We'll talk about it the next day. All right, seven ten. They got your tickets to see the battle for the Lombardi Trophy. Keep listening every hour for the Super Sounder. You know how to do it. When you hear it, be caller number seven at eight seven 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 ten ESPN, and you qualify to win a pair of super tickets for the big game. The seven ten super ticket giveaway from your championship radio station seven ten ESPN. And we're getting closer and closer to the Super Bowl, and I'm thinking more and more about Matthew Stafford's Lee. How much does just good luck have to do with how we remember all of these guys? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So I'm not trepidatious. I am incredibly excited, Al. I, I'm ready for this thing to start. I'm ready. It, it's super week. We got six days until the big game that's coming up. Super week presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. But we can't get to it fast enough because I think Matthew Stafford is going to go to a totally different place in his career. And not that he hasn't been great all along. It's just I think that so much of the way we look at these guys have to do with things that are completely beyond their control. If you are the greatest quarterback of all time like Tom Brady, you're going to go figure it out. If you're Peyton Manning, you're going to go figure it out, right? But there aren't a lot of guys that are like that. Most guys fall into other categories because I've read so many things about Matthew Stafford. You know, if he wins the Super Bowl, is he a Hall of Famer? You know, is this a legacy-defining game? And it's like, I get it. It's the Super Bowl. It's a big deal. But do we think differently about Joe Flacco because he won the Super Bowl? I don't. Do you think about Trent Dilfer differently because he won the Super Bowl? I really don't. Matthew Stafford has been a great quarterback in this league. He's just on a terrible team for a dozen years. That's not his fault. And now if he goes and wins the Super Bowl, it's an incredible accomplishment, but I don't know if it completely rewrites the history of his career. I, I look at him differently. I, I think, you know, any time, and I know the examples you gave, Joe Flacco, and, and I, I look at Eli Manning different than some of the other quarterbacks that, let's say, didn't win a Super Bowl. I look at, and I know maybe Ben Roethlisberger, that's that's not a great example. Drew Brees, just another one. When you win one, I, I 100% look at these quarterbacks different. The quarterbacks that also had a really good career. Um, Matt Stafford has had a great career. The problem is his career has been with a team that, is as bad of an organization in sports. That's just the reality of the Detroit Lions. So when you get that opportunity, especially in his first season with the Rams, listen, they're not built. You know, one of the things, one of the scapegoats I think you had with the Rams this season was if they didn't win at all, it's not like they're not going to have a chance next season. No, they will have a chance next season. Mm -hmm. And the organization has already proved whatever it takes to be competing for a chip is what's most important to them. That's their priority. And it's it's not just saying it. I mean, go look at everything that they've done over the last couple of years. They're obviously – it is the definition of all-in. But I think of Stafford, with everything that he accomplished with the Lions individually, can now all of a sudden, with his resume, um, go get himself a Super Bowl in his first year with the Rams. I, I think the conversation is going to be a lot different about him. I, I really do. I genuinely believe that. Well, 
it, I don't know. I, you're right. I, I know how that's how it will be said. I know that that's how the story will be told. But think about there are like categories to this, right? There, there's the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers category where there's no everybody agrees they're great, yeah, right. And and there's totally because Tom Brady's won seven of these things, Peyton Manning won two of these things, and Aaron Rodgers only won one. So there's this wide discrepancy of of numbers. Yet we all agree those guys are great. Joe Montana, John Elway, they're great quarterbacks. Full stop. Then there are guys that have won the Super Bowl that we kind of go, yeah, but they were just kind of along for it. I mean, you know, whether it's Flacco or Dilfer or Brad Johnson or one of those, they had great defenses and they were led by the defensive team. Maybe they made a couple of throws, but we don't elevate them to this next spot because they won a Super Bowl. They were just kind of there. Yep. Stafford, and he's not in that category. No, he's not. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, he, he lives in this middle ground between those two groups if he can do it. And is it a Ben Roethlisberger group who's been to three of these things and won a couple of them? Is it uh, a group that includes Russell Wilson who's been to a couple, won one, didn't win another one, but because he threw a crushing interception yeah. at the end of the game? Like, which category does he ascend to? To me, it's almost like a middle ground between – Russell Wilson and the really, really elite guys that, and, and maybe Ben Roethlisberger's in that group because the numbers themselves are extraordinary. If you just said this many yards, this many touchdowns, okay, he's a great quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. But you look at the playoff; he's three and three in his life in the playoffs. But he wins one more; he's on the right side of five hundred. He'll occupy this really narrow slice right below the greats, right above other really good guys, but totally different than some of the because he's not just along for the ride the reason they're here in large part is because of him it's i'm trying to figure out where to slot him in all of this stuff well and and play it off of this as well the um how much of this season did we look back and say oh well they're gonna win because matt stafford played well or Mm -hmm. they lose a game because stafford didn't play well so there is i think his role on this team a lot does ride on his shoulders again mike martz on friday how much of this is on everything? I mean, everything. he was yeah, yeah it's he, fair. He, it's fair. He, did, he didn't it hesitate, is. right? Like he's no. like, no, no, everything is on Matt Stafford, and um, I, it, it is really tough to kind of define. Well, if you compare him to other quarterbacks in the history of the NFL, where is he? And they're like you said, the greats, of course, not in that conversation. Right. I, I thought the the Russell Wilson. Philip Rivers was always Rivers is a great example. A great the, example. Th- those are um, those are quarterbacks that you know. Philip Rivers never got there. Now, how much of that has to do with your franchise? How much of that has to do with? Um, I, I do think that the Lions, no question about it. If Matt Stafford was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's going to be looked at completely different because that's an organization that you can depend on. Uh, they're ran well. They're coached well. You know they're going to have good players around. They have a culture. A lot of that has to do with it. Is you know it, you you look at players in the NBA over the years that some that became Hall of Famers, some that were just really good players individually. The franchise does have so much to do with it. He can't control that. But the first year that he gets with a franchise, boom, that one for is, one, that knows what they're doing. I, you're right, one for one. And you know what he could do too. That this could be the beginning of something, not just for him but something for the Rams that is sustainable over a, a, a decent period of time, which by the, in the end, let's just say in the NFL, five years is a really long run, right? Put, put the Patriots and the Steelers aside. That, that just doesn't happen outside of really those two organizations. If you could be right in the mix for five years, that's a really good run. 
And the Rams are kind of in the middle of that right now, right? This is their second Super Bowl appearance in four years. That the Their best players, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, these are guys that are not going to decline significantly at any time soon. So you've got your, your core guys that are still there. And if he can pull this off on Sunday, if he can win the Super Bowl on Sunday, now the Rams are that organization where other guys at points in their career are thinking, you know what? I'm not done, but I'm getting close to that time where I can't wait anymore. A lot like Stafford in Detroit. Like, I need to go. If I'm going to make this happen, I need to make it happen right now. Where's the best place for me to go do that? Ah, the Rams. They spend money. They have the right coach. They have the right quarterback. They have – it's a great location, great stadium, all these things. It's a little bit like what the Patriots had set up where once they were cranked up, those Patriot teams – they were different every single year. It wasn't like you had the same group of five or six guys other than Tom Brady and Belichick. Every other piece changed. The Rams kind of have a model a little bit similar to that where, hey, look, we can bring this guy in. We can bring, we can let this guy go because the times are doing They could become the next version of that. I'm not saying seven Super Bowls in 20 years or whatever it is. I'm saying they could be right at the mix of guys that are looking to go places if they can – close the show on Sunday. So I, I think they're already, they're, they're definitely becoming already that destination. Go get that one under your belt. That obviously changes everything as yep. well. Um, the only thing I'll say to that, I don't know what's more important is if the Rams this Sunday or how my putting is becoming on the Oculus. I don't know which one is more important, but when you download, when you invest nineteen ninety nine, twenty bucks 20 on a PGA game on your Oculus, and you have a Friday night where maybe you had a couple of drinks. Maybe you had other stuff. I'm not going to sit here and talk about what my Friday night was like. Yeah, sure. But the putting game, you're an actual putter. Like, or I'm sorry, you're an actual golfer. Sure. But right now, if you invest in an Oculus and you and I are going toe-to-toe, I'm just saying that I probably <laughs> you <got> hang. Shot. <laughs> I'm just saying I probably I, hang. I don't know why this is the first thing that comes to mind when you're talking about that. I picture you alone in your place. you <laughs> standing in the middle of your living room That's with it. this headset on. I'm going to paint the picture. <laughs> with you, like, wildly yep. swinging invisible yep. golf clubs in your living Let room, paint the knocking picture. over lamps, tripping over tables. Listen, I'm at, I was at my girl's house on Friday. And if I have the thing on and the blinds are open, so there's a there's a lot of people walking by (laughs) cars, the whole nine yard. And you just see this idiot. okay, swinging. And by the way, rookie, when he sees this much activity, he's thinking, oh, cool. So is this what we're doing? We're playing. We're this that he's in my in the middle of my swing. Rookie's jabbing (laughs) at my left arm, trying to take off as much sweater as he can. Uh, look like a complete idiot, but that's uh, that's a Friday night. What are you have you do? broken anything yet? <laughs> like no, I have hit my knuckle on uh, <laughs> on one of the tables. Yeah, so that's kind of the, the 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 calculus, right? Like, have you hurt yourself or broken anything? And it sounds no. like a, a knuckle. I injury. haven't, I haven't, but I will say, remarkably more athletic over the last couple weeks than I have than I was before. Let's you're going to be, uh, you're gonna be yeah. Tiger Woods of Oculus Golf. Hey, there's this guy in uh, Pasadena named Sliwa. It is, it's, it's A Sliwa 242 on the Oculus. And he's he's like a he's, – she's dropping 62s all over Rob the place throwing, on I'm the Oculus. sliders in a baseball game that I have. No one could hit it. No one could hit it. <laughs> ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. All right, it's time for the uh, Stat Hero Weekend Hero. Alan Sliwa about... on the eighth green oh. at Pebble Beach is your Stat Hero, <laughs> Stat Hero of the day. 
our fantasy football winners and losers. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. So have you keyed in on a lineup yet? Or have you? I know last week you were well, saying that you were still kind of waiting here. I, I, I still want to see one where I can pick Rams against the Bengals. And so far, I, the, the closest I've come is the one that included Matt Gay on the other team. But I can't. I, Al, here's you're getting too emotional. This is not, a, you're running a business here, Trav. I, no, not, not this week I'm not. This week I'm running a fandom. I can't put my – how important is the kicker in the Super Bowl? Go ask Scott Norwood. Go ask Adam Vinatieri. Go ask these guys that have been heroes or goats in this situation. I'm not putting the Rams kicker on the other side. I'm playing basketball this week, Slee. I'm just I'll, – I'll find the waste management open. There's PGA Tour things at Stat Hero, but I'm sticking away from the football. I'm going basketball well, You and might golf. be able to take Evan McPherson. I mean, he's pretty good too. He's not that bad. Just, yeah, but just I can't have the guy that could beat me on the other side. It just – it can't do it. All right, Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710 ESPN for a 100% deposit match. Factor cap coming up next. Do you feel hurt being left out of a, out of a photo? That's next, Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey guys, uh, I think the first factor cap is going to be Pitbull was the best part of the weekend at NASCAR. Uh, that fact. is definitely a fact, 100%. Travis. Even though uh, it's def- even though you're a hater, it's fine. I I, I'm not a hater, it. Emily. There were seventy thousand people, and you were the only one paying attention. But, <laughs> no, but go ahead. No, she had a couple friends who were paying attention as okay. well. I couldn't four. get in, but I, I was... had nine friends by the way, Travis. Right, ten. <laughs> ten. I I drove around. It was. I I honestly felt bad for him. How was little people were paying attention to it. Yes, really? Mr. Worldwide. Was it was, not worldwide in LA. I it the was dude, weird. I thought the dude was pretty popular. The, the, I, I'm not that saying faded? that he is or isn't. I'm saying the people that were at that race were not feeling it. And they were <laughs> absolutely feeling Ice Cube, right? They were yep. absolutely feeling that part of the show. But the pitball part of the show was, yeah, uh, when does the race start? <laughs> it was not well received. Yes, awesome. I, I'm. I'm. I'm still saying he played some bangers. It was amazing. I uh, was. A, I was a big fan. All right. So real up first is. So uh, this weekend when I was out there with my nine friends, uh, they asked me to take the photo, the group photo. I was like, there, are, there are strangers here that could take this photo. But anyways, they asked me to take the photo. So it's a red flag from friends if they ask you to take the group picture. Alan, this is Factor Cap. What the hell? Of course it is. That's awful. There's nine of you guys there. There's 70,000 people walking around, and they didn't have some – who – okay, was it one person that said, hey, can you take the photo? Yeah. I'd have told her, you take the damn photo. I'm going <laughs> to be in the picture. Well, I mean, what? how did you respond to her? I was like, okay, I mean, sure, and then I, and then I took the photo for them. And they're they're newer friends, so it's it's fine. I'm not, like, super uh, not, not a fan about of that. it, but Not yeah. a fan no, of that individual no. at all. That's a that's kind of a, that's a BS little move uh, right there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to answer this without making you feel bad. I'm like, that's deeply uncool. It's okay, you can make me feel bad. No, I, felt not, bad. I, don't, I don't want you to feel bad. No, you don't have to feel, feel bad. bad. We're going to tell you what yeah, you should be doing. That I ain't a friend. I don't want you to feel bad. That's a bad deal. 
that that is one of those oh oh okay all right yeah I'll, I'll what you got to do is a take the picture but take it terribly like crop the top of their heads off or make sure no, that just her out of the photo have her, have the photo. In, have her at the end in and shadow have her out of the photo <laughs> right no hey you're not in it you've got to the problem is with with cameras on your phone now you can look at her oh now i gotta take it again but i would have botched that photo 10 ways to sunday just to say oh you want me to okay i'll take it watch listen, this listen i'm a uh let's turn the other cheek we're not turning the other cheek on this one <laughs> you need to go out with that girl again some type of scenario predicament any of those not only do you give her the phone fo- the phone hey can you take a picture of by the way you got to kind of turn the table a little bit we got to go a step further here trav i'm not a fan of that move at all that's a not a fan of that movie. I need my Travis and Allen bodyguards to talk to my roommate and to this girl. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the roommate one, you that that's more <laughs> on you for not saying, hey, listen, we're not doing it like that. This one's just BS. Well, she didn't the... know she was going to be living with a uh, no, Marine but... commander. <laughs> well, true. But once the drill sergeant said we're going to do this, she said, no, I didn't sign up for Camp Pendleton. I signed up to live in an apartment. But the the photo one, Emily, that's that's lame, man. You should have said, yeah, I'll do it. But keep keep your head on a swivel with that girl. Right. She, she's not your watch she out is for not her. your friend How so, about watch that? out for her <laughs> speaking of f- photographs i took a picture a selfie with another friend of mine actual friend who was nice to me she was not in that picture because she was going <laughs> to the bathroom maybe it's both of us they don't like anyway selfies never turn out how you intend travis is this factor cat well, I think this is one. Of, this is one of my favorite things you've ever said about me. Like the the dad selfie that I I can energy oh, yeah. that I go. I don't know how to take a good one, so I just kind of take what I take, and I'm always pretty pleased with it as long as like what I need in it. Like, do I need the the back of the track, for instance, yesterday. I just need that in the background. Or I want the peristyle into the Coliseum. Or what am I trying to get in the picture? I'm not too worried about the composition of it all, Al. I just want to make sure that the bare minimum of the things that I need in the picture are in the picture. I, I, I am from the generation post-selfie generation. Or pre-selfie? Pre, I guess. Pre-selfie generation. Um I don't really care enough to do it well. I just want but – but I do take them. I'll take them occasionally. I'm all right with it. I think what it comes down to is, Trav, I think you're a perfect example of this. It's not exactly the selfie photo. It's when you're doing it, do you know what you're doing? Like, I can see you, Trav, and I'm the same way. Wait, wait which button do I press again? Okay, wait. <laughs> yes, i got to exactly. turn this thing around. It's a process. There's one button. Yeah, I think there's a couple. <laughs> you say so. I, I'm going to hit the volume. You're probably right. but I'm going to turn the volume up and down. <laughs> I'm going to do everything but take the actual photo. So I think it's the setup where you really kind of find out about, does this person have any idea what's going on? I can easily take a photo. I'm taking the photo in front of me. I'm not actually taking a selfie of me. It's uh, it's it's a little all over the place. It's a little trying all to take a place. selfie. Why did the notes app open? Like, <laughs> what's go what's going on here? Why why all of a sudden? Why am I on Instagram? This emergency call. Why say emergency <laughs> call? Uh, by the way, I think this also has to do with Trav. We don't take selfies. Not very often. I don't take selfies. I take them. I, I would be lying if I said it. I, but Travis I take, takes a lot of selfies. They're no, all over his Twitter. A, come on. A lot. <laughs> yeah, that's decidedly not true. I'll take occasionally. I okay. like to document the picture. Like, for instance, I like to take pictures of my kid when he's playing baseball games, right? Like, I like to get him this uniform, this ball. I like to do that. 
I don't take a ton of myself, but I take a lot of pictures. Well, the the selfie piece, the only time you take a selfie is, you know, if a couple people are behind you and you're kind of all taking a picture together. But I don't know the last time I was sitting somewhere and just said, I am now going to take a photo of me, and you are all going to see it on social. It's been a little, <laughs> no. it's been a little bit. No, just I had a good hair day, Slee. That. Is that what yeah, happened? That's exactly, that's exactly right. <laughs> all right. So uh, have you guys ever heard of the Razzies? That's like the the anti Oscars. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. So like the worst films of the mm. year. So yeah. they came out with that today. Um, obviously, there's a bunch of you know, there's the guy in House of Gucci. There's a, a bunch of stuff. I love the Oscars, so I also love the Razzies. Anyway, uh, there has been a movie so bad that you walk out of the theater. Alan, this is Factor Cap. Was that movie called? I have to think what the movie was called. Um... Trav, you have one right out right out the gate? Well, so there's been many, many times I've wanted to, but as a kid, you'll sit it. through anything. As <laughs> an adult, it. I'm picking the movies I want to see, and I've never seen anything so terrible. The ones that I've wanted to walk out on are the kids' movies that I've taken the kids to, but the kids don't want to leave. Like, had I been able to walk out of the SpongeBob movie, I would have. I had 11 nine-year-olds with me. If I wanted to walk out of Space Chimps, I would have, but I had a group of kids with me, so I can't do that. But, yeah, I've... I've I've seen stuff that's so terrible I've wanted to leave before, sure. Okay. This was a long time ago. Do you guys remember the Deep Impact? Or yeah, Deep it was that Impact? Meteor Hits the Earth movie, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And it was one of those movies where I was with a buddy. This is back in the late 90s, right? So I'm in high school at the time. And you ever are in one of those situations where the last thing you should be doing is laughing. And you start <laughs> okay. laughing. Sure. Okay. And your buddy is starting to laugh, and it's incredibly quiet. And, you know, like you're saying, like this is a, a survival movie, okay? <laughs> we had to walk out of the movie because we couldn't stop laughing because <laughs> we're not supposed to be laughing. And we walked out of the theater basically because other people are saying, hey, idiots, we're trying to enjoy the movie. We couldn't stop laughing. The movie wasn't good either. Like I didn't, I didn't care for the movie. That's the last movie I could remember that I – Got up and my, actually. My out. wife wanted to walk out on Little Shop of Horrors with the the plant that eats people. Yep. And and I I was digging it because it, it was so campy and over the top. You have Steve Martin singing songs and dancing as a as a dentist. I I absolutely loved every minute. She hated it. But yeah, I haven't I haven't left a movie in a very very long time. Emily, do you bounce if you don't like it? I have never bounced out of a movie, but I have like played on my phone. Like I have like taken out my phone and just like scrolled on my because I'm like I paid fifteen dollars for this. I'm gonna at least stay through. Oh, the that's end of a it. sign. No question about the sign. You take the right. phone out and start looking at where are we in the standings? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like how yeah. long the movie is. I'll, I'll, I'll like look up the runtime and like oh I'm already uh, thirty minutes into this. Well, it's like two and a half the, hours long. We've all done that, yeah. right? You you the movie starts. You're like okay, this has to be over. Pretty soon you look at the movies, you're 10 minutes into the movie. Like, this awful, is, this awful sign. Awful sign. When you're, you know, you're you're curious of how much longer is the movie, that's an awful sign. <laughs> All right. All right the, I, oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I have, I have one more quick oh, one. Oh, excellent. So Netflix has a new hit Korean drama called All of Us Are Dead. It's about, it's a zombie movie. Uh, if we all love Squid Game, you're going to love this too. Zombie movies are the scariest genre of movie Travis, factor cap. Nah, that's cap for me. I like like things that are decidedly not real. I have a hard time getting scared about. You know, like vampires, zombies, whatever that stuff is. The things that our imagination comes up with doesn't scare me. Serial killers scare me. 
They're out there, and they exist, and they do things to people that are unspeakable. Like, I'm not going to get attacked in a zombie apocalypse, but if I walk into the wrong restaurant the wrong night and a guy just likes the color of my jacket because he's hunting someone that night wearing a blue jacket, I could be the next guy. Those are the scariest movies, the ones that are based on real-life people that do terrible things. That's what scares me the most. Uh, I'm going to go more with Trav on this one. Now, Squid Games was... That was more of a thriller. That was more like it wasn't scary. It was more like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? It was such a kind of a had the shock factor. I'd be interested in this one. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, it, Poltergeist is, to me, is one of the scariest movies of all time, right? Like, that's that's one that – but, like, when you see a Saw and some of those other, it's like there, there's, there's, there's different type of horror films. The zombie ones don't. They don't really. I don't really think twice about those. You want to be freaked out? Go do like the wiki page on Poltergeist. Everybody that was in that movie, something happened. Don't to tell them. me that. It don't is like in that, real bro. life. It's a really weird movie that a bunch of really creepy, terrible things have happened to people. So enjoy the rest of your day. When you're done with that, go read Richard Ramirez's wiki page. You'll never sleep ever again. It's it's a very bad deal. Good deal. It's the anniversary of one of the Rams' biggest accomplishments. How can they bring that to this Super Bowl team? That's coming up next. Dose up the party. <laughs> yeah, this was kind of the reaction in the Coliseum yesterday. There was Emily Dose and a handful of friends getting fired up and kind of like that. It wasn't, it's just, I'll, you tell me. When you are going to a restaurant or a bar, maybe something, and there's live music, do you feel a little awkward if no one's paying attention to the live music? Like if everybody is loudly participating in their own activities, do you get a little, the little, Awkward for that guy or woman that's performing? Music in general, right? If somebody is performing, you uh, you just automatically think they're going to have the attention of the room. Right. So if they don't have the attention, if a comedian is standing in front of a room and people aren't paying attention, they're looking at their phone, they're having a conversation, it's probably not the best act that that comedian <laughs> has ever done. It's the same thing with an artist, you know, and this is not that uncommon when you go to uh, – a festival and there's X amount of artists. Everybody's waiting for these one or two artists that they want to see. Some of the, uh, you know, some of the pregame festivities doesn't really, it's, it's the vibe is going to be different by the time you get to the main event. So let's just say that <laughs> that was kind of his role. And that was kind of what was Pitbull's going role. on. It was, it was weird. I felt like, Hey, you know, I should probably pay attention. I, I'm kind of feeling bad for Mr. 305 or Mr. Worldwide. I, somebody, somebody needs to be paying attention to this. He's working hard. He's sweating. He's, it was hot out at, out at the track yesterday. It was like eight, it was 80 degrees North. It was, it was warm. And if you were in the sun, Emily, you said you were in the sun, right? Yeah. Direct sunlight the yeah. whole time. We were in the part of the, the Coliseum that was in the shade, but the stage where they were performing out was in the bright sunshine, right? Like just yep. getting hammered by the sun and mr 305's out there doing his deal and he's mr worldwide he's got the the tight pants he's got yep. the leather jacket he's dancers. got the glasses he's got his dancers that are doing their thing and it's like guys we should pay attention to this he's working really hard i'm sure he made a fortune to go out there and do a, a what was it emily 20 minutes give or take probably less than that honestly. yeah okay, okay probably less than that so good for him he worth 100 million he's worth 90 to 100 no, no, no. million i don't That's... feel bad for him like in the universe i just yeah. He's out there doing his jam, and everybody's kind of like, "Yeah, um, when does Kevin Harvick get in his car?" It was it was a it was a weird mix of well, events. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like 
the audience for those who are coming to this race is a pit bull audience. Okay. It doesn't sound like it meshes at all. I think that's right. Yep. But I think you could make the same argument about Ice Cube, and he had the whole place in the palm of his hand. But the difference. Ice Cube is um, – I think there's a difference because you know all his songs. He is L.A. There's like there's more of a as at least from a uh, a history perspective like you can you can you can make a yes. case for him. The Pitbull thing I didn't know what's the connection. <laughs> I don't know, and I think it was very obvious that everything you just said was right. That Ice Cube was the perfect guy because it's L.A. Because he's Ice Cube, right? You can drop yeah. Ice Cube in with young people, sweet. You can drop Ice Cube in with people my age, sweet. It's like yep. it's a, he hits he's all from of the Crenshaw or he's from at down the, the street, Coliseum, right? right. Yeah, it, like everything about it. And then Mr. 305. Then Pitbull. It was, it was different. It was different. The race was great. I, I, by the way, you should see, I took three of my friends, and we're sitting there, and the race is going, and it's, it's like I said, it's really short. So the laps, the laps take about like 15 seconds to, to complete a lap. It's really, really quick. And 150 laps to start, you turn around, and there's 100 laps left. It's like, wait, we just got started. What do you mean there's only 100 laps left? Then they get to 75, and all of a sudden the cars just stop. We look like, hey, what the uh, – there's there's no accident there's nobody in the wall there's nobody that's car is broken down like why is everybody stopping and they pull into the pits and they stop and next thing you know there's ice cube and there's halftime at short track nascar it was it was terrific everything should i've decided that i don't care what it is baseball game football and basketball already have halftime but everything needs intermissions i don't care what it is can you imagine it was wonderful can you imagine if you were taking somebody to a basketball game or a football game and they don't know that there's a halftime? By the way, and I, I don't know that there's a halftime in, in NASCAR and whatever you said, these short races. Yeah. But can you imagine somebody asking you at a Laker game, hey, why are they stopping after the second quarter? That was you at NASCAR. <laughs> That's exactly what – but so I didn't feel too bad because everybody – I'm like, hey, uh, what, what's going on here? And, I don't know. It was it was a very L.A. NASCAR event, but it was so much fun. It was you, you ever had that moment? I've, I've had this one other time where you're in an environment that you're very, very familiar with. I don't know how many times I've been in the Coliseum, but it's probably several dozen. Right. I mean, with, with Rams games and SC games and Raider games and the Olympics, I've been in I've been in the Coliseum. Let's call it 50 times in my life. Yep. OK. All of a sudden you walk in there. It's like, well, this doesn't make any sense at all. There's a track in the middle of this place, and it was so cool. It was really odd and strange, but the best kind. The only other thing I've ever been to like it before was when the Ducks and the Kings played a hockey game at Dodger Stadium. And it was, wait, there's a hockey rink at second base. Kiss is playing a concert in right field. There's a beach volleyball game going on in left field. Vin Scully's here. Like, it was like the weirdest dream you've ever had in your life, only it was actually taking place. That's what it was like yesterday and Pitbull. It was my first time there, so this is what I expect from the Coliseum every time now. <laughs> every time. So uh, I, I expect this expectation all the time. When you go to an SC football game, it will look a little bit different. It, it will have a slightly different feel. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with the Daniel Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. Now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. All right, Slee, so they put Russell Westbrook on the bench going into overtime, the end of the fourth quarter into overtime, and they won. So what happens next? It's coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.